This is Living Proof Radio, May 2024. All of our full episodes are available on our Patreon with weekly drops, a Patreon-only radio show, and Living Proof magazine delivered to your house every issue, as well as our entire members-only library backlog. Patreon.com slash York. Remio in the motherfucking house, man. What's up? I'm glad we just got this fucking crazy Wi-Fi shit settled. Yeah, that's 2020. I don't know. Yeah, man. Something. Yeah. It's bugging out. I was getting worried. Um, where are you at right now? I'm gonna keep my my dust my my destination. I'm gonna keep my location a little bit secret. Uh, but I'm like Southern California right now. Cool, cool. And um, where are you originally from? I was born in Norway. So, okay. yeah. The website, uh, remioishere.com, I seen that you have a bunch of like custom made pieces with your logo on it, like the Kendama with the laser etched, uh, you know, the Remio on it, pins, zines, sticker patches, like sticker packs, sculptures. How do you um, decide what you want to work on, what you want to put your uh, design on? Um, well, a lot of times it's like somebody's suggestion. And I, I take the suggestion and I just kind of run with it. Um, you know, sometimes it's something that I feel like I got to do to get out of my system. Uh, yesterday, I sent some artwork to the same gallery um, that made the kendama for a yo-yo. Um, I proposed to make a yo-yo years ago with somebody. But I mean, that's rooted in nostalgia, too. Like I liked playing with the yo-yo when I was a kid. Um, so I don't know. Just getting that done was nice because I could stop thinking about this yo-yo thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the kendama was like, you know, the gallery. He suggested, "Hey, do you want to do a kendama?" I didn't. I don't have any kind of personal relationship with kendamas, but like a good friend of mine, he played with kendamas every day as a child and when he saw the kendama he messaged me like he doesn't really ask me for stuff uh, ever but he messaged me like oh, i really want the kendama i you know and he has this whole relationship with kendamas so uh, it was cool that that came together have you tried using it yeah i'm not i don't know how to do that <laughs> oh they're, they're pretty hard <laughs> but, you know it's time. it's time you know you just it's like anything just put the time in yeah, absolutely. Um, sure. How long have you been writing for? Is it like 22 years? Um, well, like I met when I was like maybe like a, like eight, seven or eight or something or maybe younger. I met like a kid um, out on these islands where I grew up um, who was from Oslo, which is like the capital of Norway. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he had a... a in my memory he had like a maybe a black book uh and um he had a skateboard i'm pretty sure it's like fuzzy you know as a kid so but and then he had like a tape or a cd um and i'm pretty sure it was a beastie boys i want to say it was check your head but i i don't feel like that's right because that wouldn't make sense with the time it was prob- maybe it was uh, the first one with the airplane crashing into the, the wall. Uh, 
forget what that one's called. Ill, uh, not ill communication. But yeah, so like kind of all that stuff at the same time from this one kid made like a pretty heavy impact on me. And I, my mom uh, always fostered like drawing and art and stuff like that. Um, that was kind of my intro was that. And then like from then I just kind of saw it around. I'd see it on travels with my family. And uh, it was always intriguing. My cousin in Seattle was into break dancing and we visited them one time or several times. And, uh, you know, that eighties, like early eighties, mid eighties, late eighties. So it was always like this thing that I was aware of, but I didn't know any, anything beyond surface of it, of all that stuff. And, uh, then I met a graffiti writer in like the 10th or 11th grade. Uh, I was living in Canada at that point uh, on the East Coast. And uh, he had like, I remember, um, I think he had woo wear pants and maybe an Echo shirt and like big Koss headphones. And um, he saw that I had like a sketchbook you know and he was like you draw or something I don't know but you know he showed me his black book and he was like come over to my house after school or whatever you know and I think maybe even that first time I went over there he took me down onto these train like uh, it was like a ditch and there's these train tracks that went through the south end of, of that city and he uh, took me down there and there was like a line of intermodals going by or through and uh <clears throat> He um, I got some water or something, and he um, he was like, "Let's paint these," and they're like moving pretty slowly, but like he like climbed up onto the side of it, and like I was like hanging off the side of the container painting, <laughs> and uh, that kind of blew my mind. You know, I'd done graffiti before, but it was just like on. Um, ramps that I had built with my brother maybe or like drawing band names and stuff like that Frank Zappa and Beastie Boys or whatever. What do you think your early influences of uh, your style when you first started writing came up? Did it, was anyone showing you the way of how things work or you had to figure it out alone and stuff like that? Well I mean the earliest stuff was just drawing band names in like you know graffiti style that I'd seen maybe on the side of wherever just in a in a you know book or something in a sketchbook and then um you know I met that kid and he showed me like his style and I kind of like did one or two pieces that were kind of like in the vein of what he was doing but like before that I I did like some bubble letter. Like I'd say my first piece was just like kind of like a throw up style. Uh, I wrote Sear, S-E-R-E. But then I heard there was a guy who wrote Sear and it, like an older in uh, New York type dude, Sear 357, I think. And uh, I was like, oh, I can't write that. Because the, the same kid was showing me all these videos like Out to Bomb and Star Wars and... Uh, uh, yeah, all that stuff. How'd you come up with Remio? 
I like flipped around the between words. Uh, I wrote uh, like whatever band. I wrote the band names, then I wrote trademark, then I wrote TM question mark, and then I, that turned into like my crew True Media, and then uh, I wrote um, Seer. I wrote Seer TM, and then it was like uh, I started writing Imer. Imer the Slimer, because I was like drawing this kind of weird character that I named Imer the Slimer. And then I I was just doodling around with letters. I remember thinking like from I wanted like like common letters or something like that. Like I remembered in of Wheel of Fortune, there was like S T A and R were like the most common letters or something like that. And then I was like trying to figure out a good name. I think maybe I was studying uh, Romeo and Juliet in uh, English class at the time. And like I was writing Imer and uh, then I flipped that around and I was writing Remy, just, you know, drawing and stuff. And then I added an O, there was a guy in the city I lived who wrote Fatso. And I remember he had these tags with like, the O's were just like these big, you know, like, blasted out fat cap o's and i was i just thought that was really cool so i wanted an o so i wrote remio and i like the m was in the middle at that point because m has that like mirror you know you cut it in half and it mirrors on both sides how was it growing up uh being a writer did your parents approve of it or you had to kind of do it secretive like sneaking out and stuff? no 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 i was sneaking out like um you know, I was like shoplifting kind of a little bit. And me and my brother got caught shoplifting when we were like, you know, seven and nine or something that I was just talking about this with my brother yesterday. And he, uh, he, we were walking out, we'd been going to the same convenience store, like crossing the tracks to go to this convenience store. And then like, you know, it was a pretty big adventure. It was probably like three blocks from our house or something, <laughs> but you know, going there and then like, stealing hockey cards and orangeinas and muncho chips and then like the guy caught us one time and we're walking out and he like pulled my brother over the counter and was like you know just like holding my brother hostage and I'm there like screaming at him or something and my mom came and she like covered for us She, she was like, my son would never do that, you know. Like, I, he stole this gum. No, no, he, uh, he didn't do that. I bought him that gum at the movies yesterday or something. You know, it was just like a mess. And then we got home and probably got in trouble. And uh, yeah. How was your time living in SF um, when the graph scene there was in its heyday? It was awesome. Learned a lot of stuff and. Uh, value the time treasure it good good times it's crazy what happened there man i went there a few months ago for us on a skate trip and i was just observing the graph and stuff and so much of it was just most of it was just gone uh i went to chinatown just to check it out because i figured if there would be graph anywhere it'd probably be in chinatown and it was really clean and then even the like the mission and stuff it was it was pretty clean it really shocked me because I I just had seen what I'd seen yeah. online. So I was just 
you know, maybe the buff had just come through. I was just there and there was a lot of graffiti. Oh, for real? So that's crazy, man. It's when not, I went, you know, it changes, right? Like it's always, it's always changing. There's like, uh, you know, especially SF, there's so much activity there. Mm-hmm. So many people. And it's like a destination city for graffiti. Yeah. I've seen that you were painting with Gusto when you were over there. When, uh, when I was there with my homie, we were there like skating with him and stuff and skating like, uh, like the skate parks and all that stuff. He gave us, uh, just like, you know, a skate tour around the city for a day. It was cool, man. How was, uh, you were, you were like bombing partners with him for a minute, right? Yeah. We were bombing partners for a, a little while, pretty heavily. Um, definitely made like a big impact on, on, uh, yeah, I don't know, on the scene at the time, I guess. Um, but yeah, I haven't really bombed with him in a long time. How did you get down with VTS? I started a crew with my girlfriend and my and Kaput, uh, my roommate uh, at the time. And we called it Bandits at first. Um, and then like TWB and, uh, you know, I think they're from the Bay or San Jose or something. Mm-hmm. They were like, hey, we've been writing bandits for a while. So he's changed it to VTS. Um, and yeah, that's that how that started pretty quick and easy. And out of all the places that you've traveled and painted at, which one would you say was it stood out the most or you've had the most memories in that really like you remember on a day-to-day maybe not a day-to-day basis but they just left an impact on you uh copenhagen san francisco um halifax uh it's a lot of places i don't know if one really sticks out more than any of the others to be honest it's like the uh, it's the people you know that I'll, i'll reconnect with people maybe that i'm spent time within one place in another place and it's i get the same feeling as i had when i was in that place with them some cities are kind of laid out really good for graffiti or like the culture of the city lends itself well to graffiti um like pedestrian cities tend to be more but like also i've lived down in a place where that's it's not really pedestrian in that same way and like i've kind of adjusted to that way of of writing graffiti you know it's different like everywhere um brazil is pretty amazing um sao paulo uh tokyo too yeah man thank you for coming on the show and answering our questions (laughs) yeah dude um i want to ask you guys questions actually (laughs) yeah what's up what's up you said you you said you you skate yeah you you're on a skate trip just for fun yeah yeah yeah. me and uh you know charles lamb he uh lives in sf he used to be the manager of supreme when they had their original shop on lafayette street and then so basically me and my homie we went out there skated with him and skated with uh gusto oh cool yeah yeah he's a good skateboarder i saw him land like a heel flip first try off of like some blocks that was like six at least six feet tall like yeah no that dude is my mind is like, dude is really good he uh 
Yeah, I, I had never been out there before, so I went out there just to check it out because I try to go to all the 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 landmark skate skate cities in the world, and that was one of them on my list, and it definitely met my expectations. Those hills and the spots, the community, the food, yeah. it was all amazing. Yeah, yeah, SF's amazing like that. I had I met Keith there, and amazing. <laughs> I don't know what the hell. I, I was listening to the... Uh, Ari made a, a like a music skate music podcast type thing and I finally listened to it this morning and it was like really really touching mm-hmm. um, how was your relationship with Keith um it was amazing he was uh he was a lot to me and a lot to a lot of other people just treasure the time that I had with him yeah man absolutely he was a uh... He was a like an amazing skater and he contributed a lot and you know united a lot of people with the stuff that he would do and the the reaction that the skate community in specific had to his passing was uh, nothing short of ex- extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah, he deserved it. Mm. And more. Yeah, bro, sorry to sorry to have brought that up. No, I brought it up actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um he uh yeah, he was awesome. I don't know, man. I love that. I love him. Yeah, you um, you posted that you were gonna. You said you were gonna hold him down as much as possible. Uh, do you feel like you, with the friends that you've had that have passed, you, they live on through you and through your work and stuff like that? I try to do that, but you know, um, yeah, I try. Just yeah. to honor people, you know, their influence on me by continuing to write their names. I think you do a good job. I think uh, your artwork is exceptionally creative, especially in within the graffiti community. When I think of people who have artwork that that is abnormal and definitely stands out, you're definitely one of them. Right on. But yeah, man. Um, Thank you for uh, coming and talk on the show, bro. It was uh, I really enjoyed this episode and hearing all the stuff that you had to say. I'm sorry about the the key thing again. Oh, don't be. Uh, we come and we go, and um, he lived an extraordinary life, and we're we're all really honored to have been part of you know his story with him. Yeah, it's, man. Uh, you know our our tears burn them. So it's better to be smiling and thinking about the positive things than it is to uh, to be sad about it, right? 100%. It was a pleasure having you on the show, man. Thank you so much again for taking the time out and to talk to us. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. I'm really uh, I was happy to do it. Yeah, thank you, bro. I uh, hope, to, hope to go out there and surf one day, bro. Yeah, you're more than welcome. Yep. All right. Peace, bro. Peace. Remyo. Peace. Peace.